Hello and welcome to the third Humble Adventures podcast. I am joined here by my brother, Noah, who most of you have, if you've the whatever amount of you who have read some of my blogs, he's probably in a good amount of them. Um, so we're here to talk to you today about the War of Art. It is the latest post that I put up on the website and kind of want to talk about it a little bit more in depth here on the podcast. Um, so, yeah. Noah, what did you think about the uh, the uh, blog post on my website? What did it get you thinking? Um, well, it got me thinking about how there are a lot of people who at least today, are self-promoting themselves and doing something that is their own kind of flavor of what has already been established as a successful way of making a living. Um, And you have people making use of platforms like YouTube and Twitch and other streaming services and kind of reinventing, like, what it means to be a popular personality in like today's world and so I think that the war of art really got me thinking about how a lot of those people do want to legitimize their practice and want to be able to say to other people like I'm doing this because it is something that I feel incredibly innovative while I do and I feel like I don't get the respect and really just the level of admiration that other people do for their work. I I know that a lot of YouTubers and streamers get comments and are generally seen as just being these lazy individuals who got lucky with the, the meme content that they were able to make at the time. And now that they have a following, that following is just so inundated with information that they will come back to them no matter what. And so the War of Art got me thinking about how a lot of those people could really use the book as a way of kind of contextualizing what they do and talking about what they do and why that is important to them and how it is that they try to improve it. Yeah. Now, I think that's a a great point and kind of what I wanted to get across when I wrote um, the blog. Um, Definitely go see Oh shit! <coughs> Not gonna edit that. Um, and if you're watching on video, I'm being embraced over my sneeze. All right, so um, I'm gonna kind of break down the book, and then we'll go into a few more topics in terms of like biggest takeaways. But essentially, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, you know, it's very famous book at this point so but it breaks it down is in part one fighting your resistance those dogs are joining us part two (laughs) I have a soundboard actually yeah part two um, being a pro and then part three is god now I forget what part three is um Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
mental fart. There's no table of contents. Alright, hold the mic. This is pretty funny. But anyway, part three is more about um, just kind of hitting that part where you have that great feeling about the work that you're doing. Oh, resistance? No. The opposite. Oh my god. This is just embarrassing. Book three, Beyond Resistance, The Higher Rome. So yeah, the third part, sorry, I just know what the content is in it. I just wanted to get the title right. Um, but yeah, that that last part is uh, kind of the last push of resistance for a lot of people is avoiding that hierarchy of I don't have time to pursue my art, passion, muse, whatever you want to call it. And I had to stick to this kind of set blueprint that has been laid out for me. And um, I think that's why this book was so important to me, because there's no reason you can't do some work away from work. Even if you have a fulfilling career, you can still have your art that you're pursuing. And a lot of people do. Um, I just don't know if a lot of people talk about it more people than we probably think have this kind of thing on the side um so i do have before we get into just a general discussion discussion um some talking points so the war of art kind of at the beginning it makes you think about your situation do you have that activity in your life or kind of how I have the website and now this podcast, um, that thing that you have to consistently fight resistance towards, um, it was just like the other day we were, cause right now we're in, uh, Florida, Siesta Key, Florida. And I was just like chilling outside and I knew I had to get some writing done. But even then I was like, uh, just even the lightest form of resistance. So, um, I think the biggest takeaway for the resistance part and then going into being like a pro, how do you go about fitting that into your life and terms of scheduling? Cause you kind of really do have to plan it if you have a lot of other things going on. So no, how do you fight your resistance? Um, well, for one thing, I, I think that the resistance that I most often encounter comes not in the form of something that's blatantly jutted up against my pursual of some side project of mine, but more along the lines of options for time-wasting that are fun, fulfilling, and like ultimately may provide the same rewards in the short term as pursuing that side project is like pursuing writing um trying to like put a book together which is something that i'm attempting to do like if you are someone who is interested in writing but you play video games like i do 
then there's this hard and fast like rule that you'll give yourself where okay well I won't play this video game for a week so that I can write this chapter and the resistance you end up encountering is that you've let yourself decide that it's going to be this one week that you're going to be doing the side project and then the video game gets all the time after that whereas if you end up becoming a pro that transition instead of it being this strict no more of this thing for this amount of time so that I can work on other things because I can't make that focus myself you end up just having this kind of flow where you feel creative and you feel like you have something to write and you feel like you have something to say at the moment and you actually end up going and doing that because it's going to be fun and it's going to be the same reward as playing the games. And I think that a lot of people face resistance in the sense that they're given these other hobbies to pursue that aren't necessarily art in the way that Pressfield talks about it. And they allow themselves to get so involved in it and so ingrained in that already established culture that they don't ever branch out and try to forge their own path, so to speak. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, And I do want to jump into how kind of how he laid this out also applies to travel um, in some sense in a lot of what you and I talk about in regards to travel. Um, But then, yeah, the next part, the acting like a, um, the pro part, if you're not quite literally doing it for a living, it's kind of hard to flip that switch. Um, It's kind of hard to say, okay, I've been at work for eight or nine or ten hours, and now I'm going to go home or wake up at 4 a.m. and get X done. But, um... So it's just kind of a constant thing that, again, it's always going to be that resistance. But if you have that mentality of being a pro, then that's definitely going to help. Because if you really do care about um, whatever it is that you're working on, then you're going to make that time for it. Uh, and then just the last part in terms of like in the from the creativity realm... And then we'll jump a little bit more uh, into the travel aspect of it. But, uh, you know, there's nothing quite like... I mean, it's a great feeling when you hit the flow of your work, right? And I think where you get discouraged is when you let, um, as Pressfield calls it, your resistance kind of take up more time of debating with yourself whether you're going to go get one of these things done and then also accepting the fact that you're probably not going to be in the flow of your work more than you're going to be struggling through and bumbling through I mean I certainly feel that with writing I mean I will sit and start writing chunks of three or four different topics but then once one hits one hits so that's always just the kind of thing that you got to keep in mind and if you are an artist in that way, then the book gives a lot of uh, 
detailed tips because, again, Pressfield has a lifetime of experience. So it really helps you uh, kind of dive into that yourself. You got anything else to add on that? Um, I guess if you are someone that's trying to figure out how to pursue one of your interests and make it make that transition into becoming a pro um a lot of people have trouble getting past i think the idea that uh what they're interested in isn't worthwhile and they don't really know how to make it worth their while to maintain that interest and one thing people really fail to kind of either be told or grasp on their own is that it it's not that your interest isn't worthwhile for pursuing it's that you just don't know how yet and that sounds like it's common sense but a lot of people at least from friends that I have as well as like stories that I've heard just give up because there's no quick and easy way to turn their hobbies into jobs or there's no quick way to monetize their side project yeah so find find that missing link between what you're interested in and how it is that you want to uh, bring your interests to the forefront of your life find the missing the missing link that allows you to do that without having to give up your actual like quality of life well said all right so now since this uh podcast is mostly centered around travel but you know pretty much anything i'm interested in um i do just want to turn that whole resistance factor back to uh the idea we talk a lot about a lot with uh traveling especially people our age um you know the those friends who are like oh you know if i go to colorado for whatever 48 hours there i hear oh i wish i could do that and it's like easily could you know through the most people of the weekends off um there's no reason to be telling yourself that you can't make a quick road trip of something um or you know get one of those southwest 49.99 deals on the fair it's it's kind of that um same thing and you treat it seriously then you'll somehow make it happen uh do you hear that a lot yeah mm. no I, I mean like i've I mean, i've recently like especially with summer coming around it's a huge topic for college yeah. students like everyone wants to know when and how they can most easily travel around and a lot of people's argument is that they don't have they don't have easy access to the areas that they want to go so it's either a lot of time or a lot of funding to get them from a to b and i guess for for college students it it certainly makes sense to look at it that way but it's also the fact of the matter that we're given an entire three months off it's not like it's not like when you enter your working life you're gonna have you're going to have that same period of freedom and if you don't if you yeah. don't care enough now to make it work then when you're older if you keep telling yourself oh well when i have a good job oh well when i have 
a house and when I have a car or a van or an RV, well, you know, that, that's kind of just fucking bullshit, to be honest. Like, that's yeah. that's kind of you saying, eventually, 100%. yeah, eventually I'll get out of this place after I make it so nice that I never have to leave. Yeah. So true. Um, you know, in another aspect of, and Noah has that college perspective and then kind of the adult working world perspective too. Adult. You know, um, I highlight weekends. Some people do work weekends. I work weekends. Um, but again, just planning ahead and making those things happen. I've definitely traveled on like a Wednesday to Friday or something like that. But um, something else too that tends to get in the way is social obligations. You know, if you have something for out of the four weekends in a month, then, you know, maybe just do three of those things and take one for yourself. Uh, don't let kind of other people's schedule in life be used as a crutch for you. Um, so, yeah, pretty much the whole point of that is just like anything that you're working on in your personal life, um, YouTube, Twitch blogging, vlogging, so on and so on, uh, travel should be treated with the same thing because it's all really about some experience you're trying to have in your life that um, most of us can only say that we have one of for certain anyway. So I think any of these uh, aspirations you have, regardless of what it is, uh, need to be taken seriously and need to be well thought out in terms of how am I going to give this the amount of time that it needs. Um, Because if it's something you care about and then you hear the words coming out of your mouth, I do not have enough time, then you probably need to figure out how to make that work. Um, All right, but that's pretty much all I got on the War of Art. Again, it's... uh, I didn't want to completely recount the book. I just kind of want to go through the highlights um, and just say that it's a good kick in the ass. So, Really nice cover art. Really nice cover art. All right. Anything else we wanted to cover? In this podcast? Yeah, in this podcast. Um, or do you want to do the other stuff? And we could record an entirely different one. Well, I guess... We try to be not too scripted here. Like our hero, Joe Rogan, you know? Right. Hero. If you ever listen to this, Joe... We'll gladly come on. Well, I was actually just going to say, like, you're the only real reason why I would ever consider going bald. (laughs) That is the funniest shit I've ever heard. That is hilarious. All right. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's just awesome all right so should we cap this one off then um yeah i don't know i think this was good okay i guess like uh like final final words final thoughts okay uh it was great being on the podcast really enjoyed it your studio is really nice yeah uh if i could have this be my studio every (laughs) time i certainly would oh man um I guess if you're someone who is interested in something and you feel like you're doing all the things that have already been mentioned here, um, 
failure is a thing. Uh, don't be afraid of it. And a lot of people that you'll hear about, I guess, is you kind of look into the different kind of Renaissance characters that are operating today is that uh, what they started out trying to do was just absolutely not working. And no matter what they did, it just never seemed to. But 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, they're doing other things. And then suddenly it, it's now an option. Suddenly now it's super viable for them to pursue. And you'll hear about people that it just took a lot of incubation and it just took a lot more experience than what they had to really turn turn that around and get to that point where they could make their hobbies art. Yeah. For sure. Um, I, I'm i just going to use the podcast you're listening to as an example. It's a number three in my podcasting pursuit. It's probably awkward and clunky at times, but it's fucking fun to record and think about and spend time on. So, you know, just keep that in perspective. I mean, it. Uh, you can't come out and, you know, be the author that Stephen Pressfield is right away or come out and have a podcast and have it be Joe Rogan's podcast right away or have a YouTube channel and have it be Casey Neistat right away um, or ever really maybe so be okay with that too um, keep that in perspective who's a Twitch person I'm a cutie pie, a huge Twitch streamer. You look at him and you go, how does that guy make $300,000 a year just from people fucking watching him? Oh, my God, he needs a really good dentist. If you ever listen to that, I'm a cutie pie. I'm sorry. I think your teeth are great. Uh, They're not. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, holy, no one's ever going to be I'm a cutie pie again. That dude, (laughs) that dude's got a really interesting blend of, just doesn't it yeah. i don't even know like <laughs> that's that's art he yeah. he is art in a way yeah he's like post malone mixed with a neanderthal i don't even know like post malone's dope all right well anyway we'll go ahead and wrap it up um moist Malone. noah is going to be having his own um podcast coming out soon too called uh humble adventures of the mind keeping it in the family Trademark. Um, trademark. Copyright. LLC. Um, <laughs> none of what we said is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, so... Um, I wrote it down in my journal. <laughs> he's going to be on here quite a bit more. Um, so, but anyway, thank you guys for listening today. I know I got a little rambly at times um, and still figuring this thing out, so... Any uh, friends out there listening, you know, feel free to give any suggestions whatsoever. So, and my camera did not die while recording this time. So, that's a big perk. This might actually go up on YouTube. Um, Alright, officially longest podcast ever. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, nobody. And uh, have a great day.